Let's take off. Bongani and Nala on Radio 2000. Including outsourcing, um, people working remotely have led to diminishing membership numbers. Okay? Uh, we're going to be speaking to Kosato spokesperson Usizwe Pamla, uh, who's on the line. Good morning, Sizwe. I'm on Twitter Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Um, Sizwe, so yesterday Kosatu um, was celebrating Workers' Day in the Royal Bafokeng Stadium. Um, you know, it was chaotic to say the least. Uh, the president was booed um, and eventually had to leave as workers didn't want to hear from him. Um, a police in Yala had to escort him to safety. What happened yesterday, according to you? Well, uh, firstly, we want to say that it's regrettable that the president wasn't allowed to speak. But uh, at the end of the day, the president comes from the labor movement. Uh, we've been uh, talking to him about the frustration of workers in the public service. Uh, workers uh, have been complaining that they were pickpocketed out of their increase in 2020. In the private sector, workers have been complaining that government is handing over tax cards to the private sector. And yet there is no demand from government as to where this money is supposed to be uh, spent on. So you have uh, workers uh, at Sibai. They are looking at their CEO, who just uh, pocketed $300 million, And he can't give them a thousand uh, rand increase. So in the build-up to this meeting, we did point out to the president that on the ground, there are tensions. Yeah. Workers are very angry. But, of course, you are a leader of this alliance. You are a leader of the ANC. Because even there is a leader of the ANC. Yeah, yeah. He was deployed by the ANC. We said, you need to come and engage with these workers. And these are the issues that workers have been raising. Just, and, of course, yeah. we ourselves, we were hoping that at least workers were going to allow him an opportunity uh, to, to speak. speak. Obviously, they didn't do it, right? Uh, and and if yeah. you look at yesterday, like, are you surprised that things took this turn? Because from the morning, it looked like the writing was on the wall, you know? Um, I mean, you battled to fill the stadium. There were not a lot of people there. I also remember, as the president of Ikosatu, um, and obviously the president of the NC were walking, people were singing, uh, if I even wrote the song down, um, was that not clear enough on how frustrated the workers were uh, leading up to yesterday? Yeah. No, look, there were a lot of issues on the day. Of course, we took this May Day to Northwest because uh, Northwest was meant to host this event in 2020 and then there was a lockdown of the country. And in fact, to the delay came from the fact that there were no events in Houting. We were hoping that uh, some workers in Houting were going to travel to Rustenburg because we anticipated that workers were not going to uh, stop going home, especially migrant workers, and go to a meeting. So we said, let's combine two provinces and then hope that we will wait for workers from Houting to travel to Rustenburg. Yeah. Like I said, there were tensions. And... Of course, we, we will regret the fact that things deteriorated to that level. We will have uh, invited uh, the president to expose him to, 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 to such a chaos. But these are workers. Workers use uh, a protest, disruption, uh, 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 to, 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 
to actually uh, uh, communicate their point. Yeah, the president yeah, yeah. totally understands uh, our position. When we went to the Constitutional Court, we told the president, we said, that victory is meaningless because legally you will not pay because you can use this ruling. Yeah, but yeah. politically, you have lost a, a, a short support base that actually propelled you to power. Sizwe? And secondly, we told him that if you look at what we have given to the private sector, you have just reduced corporate tax from 28% to 27%. Yeah, and yeah. if you look at the increases all across the uh, sectors, workers are not getting any of that money. That is money is going to shareholders and uh, senior executives. So, so workers are still as frustrated as, as they were before the actual bargaining. Um, there's also a perception, I'm sure you heard out there, that union leaders uh, are there for self-enrichment. Um, and they are not worried about their, their, their members' daily workplace challenges. Um, I mean, you heard a call, a, 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 a WhatsApp coming early on saying that unions are working with the same companies that they are claiming to fight against. So workers are feeling like, um, as to AMA leaders are not there for their interest. What, would you, what is your comment to that? And do you understand where workers are coming from when it comes to, to that issue? Well, I, I don't know where that comes from. Um, they say if you are going to make an extravagant claim, then we have to provide extravagant evidence. Well, um, well, I'm, the I'm, I'm, I'm not worried that comes from. If you tell me that you have received the WhatsApp that makes such allegations, I wouldn't dismiss that WhatsApp, but I wouldn't also go as far as to entertain it to say now this is representative of the sentiment. The, the, Let me try and just bring you on board. Yeah. Um, over the last two years, when the country was locked down, who stood up to represent workers? on issues of health and safety to ensure that workers were not uh, bullied by their employer. Who actually was at the forefront of fighting for PPEs when the issues of health and safety were place? It was uh, our unions. Yes. It was Nehau that actually led and forced the minister to ensure that you are not going to send these workers uh, uh, to, to, to look after workers when you have not provided them with PPEs. When workers were being sent home, who went to NetLeg to negotiate that $63 billion of the UIF surplus should be paid to those workers? Today, in this country, workers have never been handed over their pensions. Who has been at the forefront of amending the legislation to make sure that the money that has been used by the private sector to actually borrow money from pension funds, to buy BEE shares, and to actually invest in the economy without workers benefiting? Who has been at the forefront of amending the legislation to ensure that workers can actually have access to that man. Caesar, but y- well, you are supposed you know, to... I'm, are you not I'm supposed to be at the to, forefront, though, because to, that's your job? To, to, to bring you are the union. To say, it's fine, I, I, I can entertain a sentiment, but yeah. I, I need evidence. In my case, I'm providing you the evidence that actually dismisses that, yes. that sentiment. No, uh, uh, what, what I was saying is, you are telling me what the union... That's what they are supposed to be doing, but workers are still feeling that it's not enough. Um, you know, if you look at the collective bargaining agreement... It's not being respected. Um, I even watched the Kostatu leader yesterday. She was very angry about that. She was also angry about state capture. She was also angry about the fact that she also feels that workers are still being looked down upon, that their issues are not being met. So do unions have power to really make change? That's a very valid point in terms of power, to be fair, because the answer will be not necessarily. Okay. And I'm going to explain why. Unions in South Africa, not just COSAT unions, but labor in general, unions only organize 23% of the workforce. 
Now, if you organize 23% of the workforce, you cannot really say with the power of 23%, you can uh, bully employers into submission. You cannot say that you can shut down the economy, even if you were to declare national strike. Because of numbers, yeah. Yes. So the issue of numbers is a big deal in terms of if maybe unions were organizing 70% of the, of the workforce, then it will be easy for uh, unions to say, yes, we can, because if you want to shut down this economy or if you want to shut down a particular sector, let's say the mining sector, yeah. let's say the retail sector. So you're now, saying currently don't they have don't have the numbers, power? Your power then uh, is, is tested. Firstly, the issue of the Taipei Alliance is very complicated because uh, only workers can actually uh, make that decision. This has been discussed for a long time. If you remember, NUMSA's departure and Brazil's departure, this issue was on the table. So this is there's nothing utopic. So we are at the mercy of COSATU uh, members. Workers will decide. They are the ones who said they want to stay in the Tripartite Alliance. Uh, they will take that decision to leave the Tripartite Alliance. So we really don't have a lot to say on that front. Yes, COSATU uh, actually uh, was formed in 1985. The SACP and the ANC were in exile. Uh, they were not in the country. COSATU mm. uh, is actually the only organization that was in South Africa among the Tripartite Alliance partners. In fact, uh, trade unions, uh, they don't need uh, a, 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 anyone to survive. They only need their members, and they only need to uh, uh, do what they are supposed to do, which is to service workers. Yes, it doesn't yes. matter whether they have an employer who is hostile or an employer who is actually uh, friendly. In fact, when they are dealing with a hostile employer, uh, uh, many workers tend to uh, veer towards trade unions because uh, uh, hostile employers tend to create anxiety among the force. Siswe, we're going to need to leave it there because of time. But as always, Siasbong is Katsako. Thank you for speaking to us this morning. You're welcome. Thank you so much. That's the Kozacha spokesperson who sees with Pamela. The Takeoff, live and exclusive to Radio 2000, 97.2 to 100 FM nationwide.